Tropiverse Tokenomics, Season 1, Episode 3, NFT Case Study, 0.0.0.2, The Integrated Smart City, Car Dual Galactic Adventures, Story 2, When Time is Energy. What is the number of love? What is the measure of light? Is this a function of us? Remember this sequence. These three fundamental questions will serve as our tools for excavating treasures of intelligence scattered throughout season one of Tropiverse. Tokenomics. Good evening, Villatropa. This is your digital DJ and crystal correspondent, Chelsea B. Transmitting from Beta Beta, Station 4, on the 441 SB52 Radio Network. For the next two nights, our channel will be transmitting a special broadcast from the world of NFTs. This report is a lead-in before our network re-releases the live narration of Story 2 in the Car Dual Galactic Adventures, when time is energy. Before the narration begins, Let's take a quick look at the circuits that power NFT transactions and how they are currently being used in virtual spaces and then shift our frame and see how they can be used in the Tropiverse. Remember, NFTs are non-fungible tokens, but this report is not focused on fungibility or non-fungibility. We are focusing on electricity. And, leading us into our focus, I want to share several insights on the latest interview our network released earlier this week. The interview was published in an article in the AA Midway Scientific Arcturian magazine, and the conversations were conducted by one of my co-workers at Station 1 of the 441 SB52 radio network. Quick side note, Station 1, that's the Alpha Alpha Station. Station 4, which I am the main correspondent for, that's the Beta Beta Station. In the AA Midway, our media management group, these are the executives, the Arcturus and Taurus moguls. But listeners, this is too, 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 too much information to explain at the moment. I merely want to establish the context for the hierarchy of this business, how this interview began, and why these conversations are happening. So, in the interview, the journalist who asked the questions is the unknown author. There were two individuals being interviewed, a university professor of physics, the dean of mathematics from a metropolis, a major city in the United States of America, native to planet Earth, and a university student majoring in radiosonic engineering 
from a school on Arcturus, a major intergalactic base in the Velotropa sector. The student is an underground street artist known as the alchemist, Joth, but his legal name, recognized by the newocracy, is Jamius Autokar Thunderhawk II. In this interview, Joth was eager to recognize the accomplishments of his sister and to bring awareness to how circuits of NFT technology could be fused with nanofibers, micron valences, and time energy transductions from the grid. He shared that microgrids could be designed using the methods of radiosonic engineering, Arcturian architectonics, and holonomic applications of base 60 mathematics to transfer time energy from the grid into quantized hypercubic partons in a Dooku box. Dooku, not doo-doo. Doo-doo is brown. Dooku is red, blue, yellow, white, and green. It harnesses power from the fifth force of nature. He was very adamant that future readers of the article understood this difference in chromatics. Dooku was short for Duar Quali. Doom Duar particles, Doom Quali particles. And the Dooku box was a particle physics prototype manufactured and shipped by the Velotropa Funding Group, VTFG's local distribution centers. The Dooku box enabled time energy transductions of centralized heptocubic partons inside of six particles of cosmic electricity. The electron wave particle, the neutron wave particle, the Doom Quali wave particle, the Doom Duar wave particle, the Kimio wave particle, and the Kuhn wave particle. All six particle waves sharing the energy of seven. These energy waves, also known as time waves or scalar energy, convert hungry dipole closed loop circuits of spatial energy in virtual photons, orbiting the structures and streets of urban cities into the high time energy of hyperplasmic heptocubic neutronios, flows of ions, dions, positrons, phytons, strang rays, multicle rays, heat, light, light, heat, overflowing in dipole, open loop over unity circuits, potentiated by the power of six as a factor and a sum, seven geometric sets of binary triplets. The numbers create electrical geometries. Electricity is not created by Maxwellian engineering, but by numerical orders of magnitude, scaling up and scaling down. The electricity is stored as paranormal capacitors in bioelectric batteries, providing endless clean, renewable energy at homonomic power stations with molecular machines designed as cold fusion, motionless electromagnetic generators. It harnesses the power of Rang, not Bang, but Rang, the big Rang, sacred sound, the effects of God's first thought. 
captured by interstellar time on Sirius B, transduced by the negative energy collected in local active vacuums on planet 3 of Velotropa 24. Surrounding the people, plants, creatures, and buildings in the same urban regions where the grid is a financial asset class of decay and terror. Energy from this grid, capitalized, monetized, traded, purchased, and sold in global economic markets to fund machines and war. With the Dooku box, energy from this grid is distributed, radialized, automated, traded, purchased, and sold as use rights lease agreements between planetary kin and potlatch givers in global, sacred, tokenomic markets to fund memory and peace. With the Dooku box, the urban metropolis as the city is transmuted into the interstellar node, the integrated smart city. Information from spatial energy entropy is integrated into higher dimensional centropy as intervals of magnetized, structured time. The city is governed by a radialized, autonomous organization, an RAO, and its residents, workers, employees, executives, and investors are ordinary people, galactic citizens, living in the Tropiverse. The integrated smart city is a just city, a holocratic, livable, walkable, safe, spiritual city. It is a city of vitality, built by conscious humans, decompressing machines into celestial art, remembering how to trust the other. In this celestial city, guns are not needed. Police officers are not required because crime is non-existent. Weapons of mass destruction, bombs and explosives are detoxified, stopped and disintegrated into the undifferentiated ether, the surrounding noise of life restoring, life giving, healing art objects. Morals are actively practiced. Emotions are consciously controlled. Law is enforced by base 20, base 12, base 60 mathematics. The numbers inform the rules codified by the languages of biosphere congresses and amended by the universal language of one, noocracy. Happiness is attainable and easily attained every day, every hour, every minute, every second, every quanta, every instant in the cosmic circuitry that powers the subatomic clocks of the city's consortium blockchain governance. Joth, Jamius, Autocar, Thunderhawk II was mysterious, yet open and rich with wonderful pragmatic information enthusiastically sharing the models and methods for higher expressions of atomic energy and the possibilities of real peace existing on a planet with an awakened nuosphere.
During this interview, no questions were restricted or off the record. But the last three questions that the unknown author asked were more ambiguous than enlightening. The first of these questions revolved around the numbers of love. The second of these questions inquired about the relationship between heat and light. The third question requested clarity about the methods of minting, mining, and the speeds of money. Specifically, the interviewer asked how many NFTs could be minted, sold, and exchanged in 60 seconds by the Dooku box. Joth's response was that only the circuits could reveal that answer. He designed his circuits to answer with multiples of nine. If the interviewer wanted to know, then the solution existed in the rearranged circuitry of four, seven, 13, 28, five, 33, 19, 91, 108, 144, and 441. Joth's closing remarks. Quote, these numbers are either Powerball lottery numbers for potlatch givers, counts of proton, electron, neutron mass triplets, informing the periodic table of elements, mathematical commands informed by higher dimensional electronic executives, or hollow fractal geometric pulsar emissions in resonance with dimension 11. NFT case study 0.0.0.2 has concluded, but the energy never stops. Sit back, relax, and enjoy story two of the Car Dual Galactic Adventures. Narrated by artist CCW.Kin163. When time is energy. When Time is Energy Part 2 of the three-part micro-series In the quiet solitude of her underground laboratory, Dr. Ayukli Thunderhawk worked from sunrise to sunset on a revolutionary experiment. She was a young, brilliant physicist with a doctorate in matrix mathematics, masters in particle physics, and an undergraduate degree in cosmic electricity. She held a passion for decoding the secrets of the stars and was on a mission to beautify her planet. As the world above ground went about its everyday business-as-usual priorities, oblivious to her work, Dr. Ayukli was on the verge of unlocking discoveries that would shake the foundations of science and math. Her journey began with a single question. Could time be harnessed as a source of energy? 
It was a question that had plagued her mind since childhood. And now, with the principles and knowledge of cosmic science at her disposal, she was determined to find the answer. Ayukli's first breakthrough came when she stumbled upon a particle unlike any other. A particle she named the hypercubic parton. This tiny, minuscule, elusive entity possessed the inimitable ability to manipulate time itself. This particle could accelerate and decelerate atoms. It was the key to her quest for extracting energy from time, producing over unity circuits and igniting a renaissance in technology. In an over unity system, more energy was output than the initial energy input into the system. The system contained a COP greater than one circuitry, a coefficient of performance, of direct and alternating currents, of electricity greater than one, generating excess energy from nothing, allowing the energy of nothing to perform useful work. How could this be true? Everything she had studied prior to this moment revealed that this type of system was an impossibility. As she delved deeper into her research, Ayukli made a second astounding discovery, a revelation that would rewrite the laws of particle physics. She realized that time, far from being a single, unyielding stream of disconnected moments, was composed of three distinct shapes of conscious synchronicity. A straight line of linear time, a flat square of quantum time, and a tetrahedral matrix of radial time. Linear time, the most familiar to humanity, was an arrow of unconscious energy flowing steadily forward, the past ticking in a clockwise direction, moving towards the future, ever expanding. Quantum time, however, was far more enigmatic. It existed in a state of perpetual flux, with past, present, and future coexisting simultaneously in a pixelated jitter of jiving qubits. Radial time, the most elusive of them all, radiated from a central source, creating zigzagging corners of luminic energy and thermic spirals of cosmic electricity, crisscrossing, phase-shifting, 
as plasma filaments and pulsar geometries extending infinitely in all directions. With these discoveries, Ayukli held the keys to the galaxy's deepest secrets. Linear time could be harnessed for precision, recognition and predictability. Quantum time for instantaneous communication across vast distances. And radial time for reversing orbital electrons and synchronizing ions. But the most staggering revelation was yet to come. Ayukli realized that by bending these three versions of time, she could unlock the secrets of eliminating toxic radiation, distributing free electricity, and generating clean energy. Knowledge that had been hidden from humanity since the age of the ancient rulers. Ayukli's laboratory buzzed with activity as she built the first prototype of her pulsar technology, a time-energy-electricity-parton-plasma converter. It was a marvel of scientific ingenuity, a device that could extract energy from dark matter, transmute it into background radiation of antimatter, switch it into the substance of ether, phase shift ether into plasma, and transduce hypercubic partons into auric, fastenic lines of electroetheric, magnetized energy. On the day of the experiment, 9,261 viewers of the Science News Network held their breath, gluing their derrieres to living room couches and fixing their eyes to pixelated screens. An unexpected press conference from the University of Energy was beginning. The Dean of Mathematics, Professor Brevelio Boggington, learned about Ayukli's research from one of his graduate students, Timius Movores, who read a paper written by an unknown author published in the Journal of Applied Mathematics, citing Ayukli's answers to the unsolved problems of base 10 differential calculus. By applying the imaginary numbers 144, 414, and 441 into nine harmonic matrix groups of base 20 and base 60 mathematics, Ayukli had resolved the challenges of high dimensional spaces, eliminating the complexity of negative integers by simplifying nonlinear closed form derivatives. She gave an identity to the nothingness of zero. 
she assigned 19 permutations of the number zero, 260 permutations of the number 20, and 13 permutations of the number seven. She specified the resonant frequencies of endless beginnings, capturing an interval of lost time in eternity, defining the starting conditions of linear sensitivity and boundary conditions of radial symmetry using the quantum numbers zero and 19. Her equations left the professor speechless as he did not believe what his student revealed, what this supposed cosmic scientist had solved. He needed proof that a Euclid was real. And if the technology defined by the riddles in her permutations actually worked, the professor desired to scale the technology if it proved to be true. He envisioned his department conducting further research, cross-pollinating intelligence with fellow professors in the fields of biology, psychology, economics, and philosophy, domains of knowledge completely divergent from the realm of physics. Professor Brevelio asked his graduate student to find the mysterious physicist and invite her to a televised debate on the validity of her mathematical proofs and to conduct a live demonstration of her resonant field technology. During this historical event, Ayukli presented her technology to the university with the world watching her every move. She activated the time converter and a soft hum filled the university's chamber of students as it drew energy from the three compressions of time. The lights in the chamber's laboratory glowed brighter than ever before and the machines hummed with newfound, unexpected vitality. Ayukli knew that she had accomplished what countless generations had only dreamed of. She accomplished the impossible. Free electricity flowed not from coal or oil, transmission towers or copper wires, but from the boundless wellspring of oscillating numbers in resonance with time. Clean energy was no longer an aspiration of what could be, but energized time was a gift from the observers of the ancient rulers. Time was prehistoric, post-historic, and an invisible substance. Time was a universal medium, available as energy for all to harness, store, and transmit. As news of Ayukli's discoveries spread from university to university, workplace to workplace, 
city to city, country to country, the world was forever changed. Time became visible and accessible to every person living on the planet, eradicating poverty and hunger, healing all diseases that had plagued humanity since the beginning of the electric age of artificial light. In moments of reflection, Ayukli understood the magnitude of her achievements. The world had not been ready for such profound revelations. With great power came great responsibility. And the secrets she had unlocked held the potential for both unimaginable good and devastating harm. If her technology was used without love and moral intelligence, it would be the end of life on her planet and all other planets within the solar system. With her discoveries, humanity stood at the precipice of a renaissance and the choices of the present moment held the power to shape the destiny of all existence in the galaxy. Would her technology deliver peace? Would her technology deliver war? Would her technology deliver time? As the world chose to deliver peace or war, Dr. Ayukli Thunderhawk returned to her underground laboratory, creating new experiments for curving light and compressing time. Another planet from another sun was calling for her attention and assistance. Her first experiment distributed energy her second experiment distributed life. How would she distribute life? She invited Timaeus, Professor Revelio, and the unknown author who cited her riddles to visit the observers of the ancient rulers. Where did they meet? A locatable point in space. What time did they meet? 4.41 a.m. Before sunrise. After 19 spins around the center of a quasar. The end. Stay up to date on all things Tropiverse and be ready for the launch www.velatropa24.life This episode is produced, directed, and managed by Mallory K. LLC, a holistic marketing firm co-founded by sisters, discovering boundless potential for clients and society. Subscribe to our YouTube page at MK Marketing Co. Support other MK artists in the MK Creators Market and purchase a copy 
of the digital storybook, stories one to three of the Car Dual Galactic Adventures. Read the latest blog on MK Media Voice. Subscribe to the MK Collaborate community and join the Renaissance. www.mkmarketingco.com Thank you for listening.